Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All that ridicule you took, every bit of the ridicule you took after getting your butt beat, when you pat on their butt tonight, you think about that. You take every bit of your energy, every fiber in your bone, and you take it and you beat the piss out of them. I'm talking about beat the piss out of them. Let's go whip their ass. Let's go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight at 7.30. Carter, the power, Bryant, joins us to talk some LSU, some game recap, and some preview to New Mexico Tips of, tip of the cap to Matt House, man. I wa- I've watched the game, I think, three or four times now since the game has been over. Tip of the cap to Matt House. What a defensive performance the Tigers showed this past Saturday night. And honestly, honestly, the feeling that I got the second time re-watching it was this feels like the LSU defense that I remember growing up. Right, flying around with the ball, flying around to the ball with fast linebackers, DBs, trucking dudes in the middle field. Jay Ward going absolutely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Okay, offense struggled early and then came back and was able to prevail, going and putting on a thirty-one to three run in the second half. Obviously, twenty-one of those points coming into into the fourth quarter. Uh, so we will recap that. Look, Saturday night during the postgame, uh, I said, let's celebrate the win, and then we will talk about things that need to be adjusted. Now, Brian Kelly spoke today, 
in his every Monday press conference. He was asked a question by Matt Moscona in reference to, is Jane Daniels running the ball too much? As I posted earlier this morning on the AYS message board, AYSSnetwork.com, you can go and subscribe there for $7 a month. Basically, four hours before Brian Kelly said it out of his mouth, we said the exact same thing. Are there times that Jane is missing passes? Yes, but there's going to be one key comp that he didn't mention that I will give you here tonight that I think will start maybe relaxing you a little bit about your starting quarterback because you need to be. Also, Rafino's Rants Glenn Gilbo edition. Guys, it's getting a little out of hand at this at this point. Blake, don't do this. Blake, don't do that. Don't rip on him. I'm not going to rip on him. I'm just going to tell him how the cow eats the cabbage. Glenn Gilbo, if you don't know, used to be an LSU beat reporter. Um, now is with OutKick. At some point, this stuff's got in. We're not going to stay long on Glenn Gilbo. But... It's time to call somebody out. Like, it's getting ridiculously out of hand. And if Glenn Gilbo can go on Twitter and troll people and troll coaches, what is the problem with me doing it here? So he can talk, as Boosie would say, he can talk that ish, he can run that mouth, he better hope there's not gangsters in front of his house to set it off. comparing Billy Napier and Brian Kelly through three games at their new regimes when Brian Kelly has more wins than Billy Napier. Well, how do I want to say this? Uh, Brian Kelly has more wins in the Power 5 program in the last three seasons than Billy Napier has almost been alive. (laughs) 40 wins in four seasons. Billy's not 40, is he? Maybe he is, but we won't stay too long on it, but we do got to touch on it. Oh, and the Saints go marching in and throw three picks and have two more turnovers. You're going to lose Mike Evan is a biatch. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Mike Evans, you're, you're, come on, bro. Come on, come on, Mike. Like at this, again, he's like the Glenn Gilbo of receivers. Mike Evans is the Glenn Gilbo of wide receivers. There, I said it. Zach says that that singing was brutal. Oh, well, get over it. Your haircut's brutal, okay? Your haircut's brutal. Oh, my name's Zach. Mr. Haircut Man, can you please give me the Tim Tebow? I mean, look at this haircut. Guys, look at this haircut. Look at that. This man walks in here to the barbershop and says, can I have the Tim Tebow? Can I have the Dr. Strange goatee? Do you have anything (laughs) to say for yourself, Zach? It doesn't matter what you have to say. Do you really have anything to say? I'm not. I'll gonna... just say at least at least my singing's not that bad. True. Zach show <laughs> Zach show will be tonight at eight thirty. Correct. Yeah, I'm excited about it. We got Slater Roy coming on. Okay, awesome. Love it. So Zach, our producer, his show is going to be at eight thirty with 
LSU long snapper Slade Roy. You'll want to be able to tune into that. Scott Monaco, my good buddy, gives three crying face emojis. So does Brandy Blake. But she gave it a five star. She gave my 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 joke a five star. Uh, Chris H says the hair is okay. It's the facial hair that looks like Doctor Strange. That's the issue. Okay. I mean, Zach, you played with fire. When you play with fire, you're going to get burned. <laughs> I, can, I, try, I try to keep this act up as long as I can before I just start laughing. I can't, uh, I, I can't do it. Precious says on Facebook, Lamar Williams, Zach needs to come to my barber. Man, Zach will be looking like Stequavius Bennett when he leaves there. <laughs> he might win a Heisman. Y'all better be careful bringing him to the, to the bar. Pressure, you can't bring Zach to the barbershop. Things will get very caucastalized. What about that word? Caucastalized. Yeah. Hey, kind of now, Jesus. On YouTube. Said more attractive job, Arizona State or Nebraska? Well, considering uh, Nebraska uh, is not going to get hit with the massive recruiting violations that Arizona State is about to get hit with, I'm still going to say Nebraska. They they will pay. Look, they will pay, man. They will support you to kingdom come. There's not a lot to do in Nebraska. You drink bourbon because they got corn. You know the little country song. Rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my girl, my lady get a little frisky. That's all they do. They drink bourbon. They have farm sex, and they play football. Did you know the largest message board in college athletics is run by a Nebraska site? That's the truth. They will support. They will support. So LGZ, I'm going to go to Nebraska. Okay, let's get a couple of these more of these comments before we get started. Uh, Bob and Irene says, watching from South Carolina, and I love it. Keep being honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dip on YouTube says, Bruce Arians is a problem. I agree. That hat has been a problem since 1997. That little hat that he wears. You're not in the Irish mob, dude. Take it off. And you know what's funny? You know what's funny? People blame millennials for issues that have happened with that generation. Raise your children better. Stefan says, preach. Stefan is one of our good sponsors over here at AYS with Fry Construction out in, our, out in Eunice. You can go to them today or call them today. Site work, land development, oil and gas services, commercial construction, aggregate and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition, they do it all, 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana. Give them a call at 337-457-5100. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you on by. Um, but he says, preach. Roderick says, Blake's in rare form tonight. No, I'm just, you know, I feel good. You know what I mean? I feel good, man. You're coming off a win, you feel good. But I'm going to tell you something all week, ladies and gents you're not going to like. You're probably going to get aggravated with me this week. But I have a reason of why I'm going to say it, and you're just going to have to deal with it for at least a week. Okay. Roderick also says, farm sex, bro. 
That's what they do in Nebraska. I just had sex with a horse. That's what they do, man. Bestiality. All right, let's do this. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. I see so many of you are joining us live here on Facebook. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like and share. All of those groups and to your social media pages. We will. I teased this all last week. We will be giving out an AYS shirt this week. What you have to do to win that is you have to share the stream to any social media platform. Tag us in it when you share the stream that way that we know you had to share for all five episodes we'll announce the winner on saturday morning if you're listening to us on youtube hit that subscribe button and notification bell and we greatly appreciate you doing that if you're listening to us on xm radio anywhere you listen to podcasts tune in radio all of that great stuff rate review subscribe as well we greatly greatly appreciate it all right zach let's do this let's pay these bills let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag and our good friends over at gm varno and sons guys we're gonna give a recap i'm gonna come after glenn uh, coming after glenn gilbo pause and then we will get jacarta the power bryant for a preview and review all right let's pay those bills we'll be back in one minute stay tuned BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. Let me get this out of the way very quickly. So everybody do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, listen. Everybody, all 500 of you, hit the like, hit the share. Don't be a Rudy Poo. All 500 of you listen right now, hit that like and share, okay? I'm not staying long on Glenn Gilbo. But if you don't know Glenn Gilbo is, he was an LSUB reporter. He works for OutKick. Uh, outkick.com slash Fox. He's a columnist. He did just come out with the, uh, the Skip Bourbon book that honestly and actually is really, really good. But today, th- this, this stuff, and it's every week, Glenn Gilbo of Outkick, who we've had on this show before and we had a pretty spirited debate, says LSU coaching search, and he tweeted this today, LSU coaching search update. Billy Napier is 2-1, and one, still leads Brian Kelly as his only loss comes to number eight Kentucky and has a win over number 13 Utah. Kelly, who is two and one, has an L to an unranked Florida State team 
and best win is over an unranked Mississippi State. Bro, Glenn, with all due respect, bud, grow up and grow a pair. I know for a fact you're up in the press boxes at LSU games telling other media members, watch this, I'm going to get Twitter riled up and LSU fans. Grow up. You know, the funny thing is, is that I, and this is not a brag, don't mean it in any kind of a way. I've built AYS from the ground up, literally from a laptop and a snowball microphone to having producers, to being on radio, to being, to obviously you guys being here. And the one thing that always bothers me is that the local traditional media has an issue with guys who build things from the ground up, make things their own, and continue to build. Well, what about when people like Glenn Gilbo, who is a traditional media member, says absolutely baseless shit like he just did today? Because all it is is it's basement-dwelling bullshit. That's the facts. Glenn can say whatever he would like. That's fine. It's a free country. To compare Billy Napier to, and also to compare Billy Napier to Brian Kelly when both situations were completely different, Brian Kelly walked into a much different and difficult situation and they're going to play each other later down the road. They will play each other later down the road. But what you didn't and what Glenn Gibbo didn't do was talk about Florida struggling with USF. That the starting quarterback, Anthony Richardson, has played in more games than he does touchdown passes this season. So Glenn can say whatever he wants, but when you have traditional media members, radio, pot, uh, radio columnist, whatever it may be, and they ridicule people who do podcasts or they make their own business, they make their own media core, and they rise up to the top or and continue to rise, which, by the way, when you discredit those people, they get pissed off and more angry and come after your ass even harder. Pause. But that's what fuels people. But you don't go after the traditional media person who says baseless and shitty t and has shitty takes. Brian Kelly and LSU, quite honestly, and every coach that's been at LSU has had a problem with Glenn Gilbo. Now, if I say some shit like that, y'all would lose your absolute shit. Because this is what I've been called over the last six months. Unsourced. Interesting. Last time I checked, we broke all of the LSU baseball news this offseason. Did we not? Everybody said Blake was wrong about Carter Young going to the Orioles. Eh, we weren't. I was told that I can't go into practices, that I'm uncredentialed. Saw you at practice. The problem is, is that you, you attack somebody who's on the build, and then you don't go after Glenn Gilbo, who, has, who says absolutely shitty things about Brian Kelly that's not remotely true. Now, these teams are going to play each other. And by God, as excited as I was Saturday night when Miami went into Junction and got their cheeks clapped by AM. <laughs> up and down the field, and, and Max Johnson going up and down the field on their crazy ass, going 10 of 20. 
and clapping those ever-living cheeks, the same thing is going to happen if LSU beats Florida. I promise you that. You better not write checks your ass can't cash. But it's okay for him to be in the press box and tell other media members, watch this. God forbid if I do something like that. You know, I see this Amanda saying, or Amanda or somebody saying, Devin, Glenn Big Jabroni, Iron Skeet Voice. He is a jabroni. Glenn's a good dude. He does, and he's a great reporter when he's serious. Grow up, Peter Pan. Grow up. All right. Oh, and Brandon's right about this. Florida's got to worry about Tennessee this weekend. Those those dudes up there in the mountains in Tennessee, them Smoky Mountains, they done run out of moonshine. It's all about football now. The moonshine's gone. The Dickel 12 is gone. The only thing they're doing now is playing football. Oh, and by the way, they've invested in baseball too. You better get ready. Cheek clapping at 11 a.m. You, Glenn Gilbo better pray to God. Pray to sweet baby Jesus. The Florida, the Florida Gators pull it out this weekend. That's all I got to say on it. All right. But God forbid I say it. Let's do this little review. This could be a Rafino's rant in and of itself as well. LSU fans, we got to talk. <laughs> we got to talk. Um, there's a no-win situation with the LSU quarterback situation. It's just the truth. Now, this past Saturday, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what happened this past Saturday with your starting quarterback, Jaden Daniels. Guys, the truth is, in the first half, there's no other way to slice it. Jaden has to get better with hitting receivers that are open. And thank you, Dylan, for the super chat. Put it up there. Uh, you can put it up there, uh, Zach. The bottom line is, when you have Malik Neighbors wide open in the end zone, you got to hit him. It's just what has to happen. When you have Jack Besh running a little in route, a little fake out, then come back in, you got to hit Jack Besh on a third and 11 because he would have been running. He probably still would have been running if he wanted to. You got to hit that. You can't fumble the football. And this, this honestly, and Brian Kelly talked about this today, I believe, or if he, did, if he didn't talk about it today, he talked about it in his postgame. When LSU generates a turnover on downs and you're on your own 30-yard line, you can't fumble the football when you're knocking on the red zone and you're down by 13 or, or 10 or whatever or 9, whatever LSU was down at that point. I can't remember at the current moment. You have to be able to convert and not only convert and get points, you have to be able to hold on to the football because, guys, quite honestly – and historically, for most teams around college football and in the NFL, that's a minimum three points. However, there's another side of this coin. 
There's another side of this token. After adjustments were made in the second half, and LSU went tempo. Now, let me stop right there about the tempo. Not only does tempo help Jane Daniels, the playbook is different when LSU goes tempo. If you notice, LSU's throwing quick screens. Guys, they ran a bubble screen to Malik Neighbors, first down. They throw a, a ball out in the flat to Amari Goodwin, first down. They throw a quick hitch to Kayshawn Bouti, first down. Guys, and then all of a sudden, this is what you're doing. Knock, knock, knock on the red zone door. Then you would go down and you would ultimately score when that happened. The muff punt, you get revived on a muff punt by Mississippi State. The irony there is catastrophic if you really think about it. Jane Daniels will go down and score. Guys, here's the God's honest truth. Here is the God's honest truth. There are a lot of times and more times than not that Jaden is hitting the right receivers. Mason Smith, and this is not my stat, Mason Smith, Mason Taylor, Pro Football Focus labeled him having three drops this past Saturday on those little bubble screens or those little uh, boundary screens. Guys, he's got to get help. Now, I will tell you this, and I said this Saturday night. Kayshawn Booty missed the spring. You know, he, you know who didn't miss the spring and had a chance to work with Jaden Daniels? Malik Neighbors. Because later, when LSU was up 17 to 16, they had three third downs in a row and a fourth down. Jane Daniels was extremely accurate to Malik Neighbors. Two things can be true at the same time. Guys, Jaden is not a problem. He is a growing quarterback. Well, Blake, he's had 30 starts. Sounds good. He's still learning and growing. Guys, for the first time since 2019, Jane Daniels not only has a quarterback's coach, but a coach that's a head coach that knows what he's talking about when it comes to coaching quarterbacks. Now, if you remember, when LSU was throwing the ball down the sidelines to, they went to Kayshawn once, then they went to Kyron Lacey, and Jaden missed it. Brian Kelly becomes just red tomato face mad, and on the sidelines is telling Jane Daniels how to throw the football. Now, I saw one buffoon say today that the little fade route to Malik Neighbors on fourth and four was an underthrown ball. No, it wasn't, you dumbass. Not at all. Like, I had people sending it to me, sending it to me, sending it to me. It was some guy that, like, covers, like, LSU or something. I don't even know the guy's name. The ball was underthrown. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I don't even know the dude's name, to be honest. I can't even remember his name. But Jane Daniels took that coaching, and when you needed him most, he converted on a fourth and four. You would go down and wait for it. Touchdown Tigers. That's what would happen. To see or to say that Jaden is not a good quarterback is not only false, but just outright dumb. Now, let me say this. Jaden does at times have to step up in the pocket, throw the ball, and take the hit. There's no argument there from me. However, however, and as Brian Kelly legitimately said in the press conference today, guys, a him scrambling 
is because some of this is one or two reads and them telling Jaden to get out of there. Hello? Wonder who said that this morning? Guys, if you've ever played the game of football, you know that when he goes through his second read and is tucking it and running it, that is a coached thing. <laughs> Does it take Brian Kelly telling you that today when asked? Now, here's the, here is the biggest and the most, and should be the most obvious of all of it. A season ago, a season ago, every LSU fan, every LSU media member, myself included, and I gave Max Johnson an asterisk by this, but Max, that Max Johnson held on to the ball way too long. Now, his head coach told him he was not banned from running the football, but don't do it. Because, guys, we see at Texas A&M he's running the football. You think you, the defense didn't change a season ago until Ed got fired. You mean to tell me that the claims of Ed Orsron not telling Max Johnson he can't run and take off with the football aren't accurate? Guys, we reported it and confirmed it. Confirmed it. I am okay. I am okay that if Jane Daniels misses a read or does not see something and thinks he should tuck the ball and run and get, I'm quoting here, this is how what he got on the first scoring drive. 15, the, the, Slant route to Jeray Jenkins before the half. Jane Daniels would scramble 15 yards. He would do it again, 15 yards. He would do it again, 13 yards. Then the next play, touchdown, Biatches. Guys, when you gain positive yards and you're scoring points, that is what wins you football games. Now, to get off the Jaden Jane train for a minute, defense played fantastic. The defense, quite honestly, outside of the one busted run or two busted runs, this defense played as well as you can expect in the new age era when you have a team dropping back to pass 60 times. Guys, they held a really good offense to 16 points. A really, really good offense to 16 points. The O-line that's anchored and bookmarked by two freshman tackles, played pretty damn well. Now, Emory Jones did give up a sack. He got confused. The good thing about that with Emory Jones is he didn't get beat physically. He got beat mentally. I will take that 10 times out of 10. 10 times out of 10 from a freshman right tackle. And when you needed this team and you needed that O-line the most, they stood up chest out and said, here come the Tigers, and Amari Goodwin, Armani Goodwin, strikes off a 47-yard run for a touchdown. That is just the facts. Now, the biggest and, and probably the biggest unsung hero in all of this, it's not Jane Daniels, it's not Brian Polian, it's not uh, uh, Frank Wilson, it's not the recruiting staff, it's not Mike Dembrock, it's not Matt House, it's none of the coaches. 
that are on the field coaching and, and teaching during practices. It's none of the position coaches. It's none of the coordinators. It is the head coach, and it is your strength and conditioning coach, Jake Flint. You want to know the real truth of why you won that game is because when the fourth quarter hit and Mississippi State had nothing left in your gas ta- in their gas tank, LSU played LSU football, and they ran it down your throats. They ran it down their throats. They kept leaning on that defensive line. They kept getting to the second level in the linebackers, and eventually you broke off a long run, and that offensive line is only getting better. Guys, this is why, and I said this Saturday night, I said this Saturday night, the reason you pay Brian Kelly $90 million guaranteed is because he makes adjustments. He changes programs for the better. And the truth is, Brian Kelly's team was better conditioned. Now, Carter said this last week, and I'll let him talk on it when he comes on the show literally now. But teams that play back-to-back road games against Power 5 opponents usually tend to lose that second game. Jake Flint's team was ready to rock. No hands on hips. you got to give Jake, Jake Flint credit for that. So when everybody was freaking out about, oh, Corey Raymond left. Oh, Tommy Moffat retired. Oh, Mickey Joseph is at Nebraska now, bringing Dakotas, Dakotas to ever do it Crawford on the program. Are you going to tell me that this DB room didn't look better from this season to what we saw under Corey Raymond? You know how I know that they've gotten better? Ask Jay Ward, who, by the way, holy shit. <laughs> holy Talk to a Houston scout today. Um, Houston area scout, not Texans. Houston area scout who works for a team in the AFC or NFC uh, West. And he told me very vividly, very vividly, I got this text at 9 a.m. this morning. Let me read it. I just got done re-watching the LSU game. And my God, Jay Wart must have ate his Wheaties before the game started. (laughs) And I try to tell, look, listen, I try to tell uh, Carter Bryant that Harold Perkins was really good. He never listened. He never listened to me. So you know what we're going to do? Guys, I try to make these jokes and I just start laughing randomly. I can't make a joke without laughing. We're going to go to Carter the Power Bryant and we're going to talk about it. But let's do this. Let's pay these bills. Let's get to the guy that you come here for. Not me. Not Pooh Bear. Not, well, maybe you do with Zach to see what his hair looks like this week. Uh, Harold Perkins is scout team at best. Carter. That is a quote. I don't know who put that up there, Pooh Bear or Zach. But that seems like a really real quote. Carter's not laughing backstage, I bet. Y'all think he's mad? I mean, let's get to him and find out. We talk about our good friends over at Grant Co. We're back in 45 minutes with Carter. Ha-ha! The Power Bryant. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Grant Co. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Grant Co. is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products 
that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. We're back! Carter, the power, Bryant. I hope everybody knows that we're joking about this Harold Perkins thing because they're like, oh, that's uh, old takes exposed. <laughs> like, dude, it's, a, it's clearly a joke. But Carter, the limit, the smoothie prince is in the building. What's up, buddy? What's up, Blake? Well, I wanted, somebody wanted to say, hey, go on ahead. Hey! <laughs> there you go. There's Z, baby, everybody in her <laughs> LSU gear. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> so in three weeks, we've had the entire Bryant family, the Lemony Twang and the dog and yeah. the fiance, which, by the way, I got an invitation this week. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I but got tell, an invitation. Tell them how you spelled the name. Okay. Spelled. First off, my name is not spelled R E F F F F F I N G O. Okay. That's not <laughs> no, how it's spelled. Bull. That's not how it's spelled. I also don't live in like Newcastle, Albany, neither. But somehow. <laughs> no, I, it was all, New, Albany, Louisiana. That's but, what it said. That is what you told me. I'm going off of everything he says, Blake. I, why do I believe her? You should believe me because he knows nothing about any of this stuff. Well, I'm I am honored to be invited. And does your hometown have an airport? Because <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not yeah. no, We got a limo coming for you, huh? huh? We have huh? an airport. Huh? Huh? No, um, Blake. I, I first thing, yes, the old takes exposed. I I just thought Harold Perkins was best served going to McNeese. Honestly, that's that's that was my. Honest evaluation of it. No, truth be told, he is the best uh, player what? I've ever seen come to LSU. Since, and I'll say this, um, you know, I really got into, like, prospect evaluation over these past couple of years, you know, when PHL started to take off and all that stuff. He, he's the best player uh, over the past few years uh, that I evaluated, including Stingley, right? Because, obviously, we knew Derek was going to be great. And he's, you know, looking at all the old huddle tapes and all that stuff, um, he, he's, he's the best player I've seen since Leonard Fournette coming out. And, you know, it, it, he just popped. I mean, and, and honestly, it's the same thing I was telling you the whole time, Blake, I don't know what position he's great at, but I know he's just good at everything that you ask him to do. And the one thing that really makes him great is, and, and, and this is why it's important to have him on the field because he solved a major problem for LSU during the Orgeron regime over the past couple of years, which was predictability. Um, just having him on the field makes you ask yourself a lot of questions as a quarterback and as an offensive line. Is he going to rush? Is he going to line up over the center where he had a big sack? Is he going to line up over the edge where he's going to have a big sack? Is he going to play an off-ball linebacker, which he had a big tackle in the red zone on a pitch to the outside? 
Is he going to drop 50 yards back into coverage? He can think of, you know, for you old school viewers out there, think of Roberto Clemente, right? A five-star player, a guy that can just do everything. And and look, he could probably be an all-SEC, all-American running back as well. He, he's truly, truly that special of an instinctual high football IQ player. And you got to see it, right? It's no mystery that our best defensive performance going up against our best offense that we played up to this year um, featured him. Yet I, I'm when you went back and looked at it, and I know you know Jay Ward deservingly got the SEC Defensive Player of the Week, and BJ obviously had a really good game, but. You know, right after Jay Ward, Harold Perkins, and it wasn't even close. He was my highest graded player just in this game. Now, the hard thing about that, Blake, is that could come off as me just confirming my priors, right? You know, if you say that so-and-so is going to be great, you are wanting to make yourself feel right, if you will. But truth be told, if you go back and just watch every play this guy was on the field— you have no idea where he's going to be, and that is scary. That is a really tough thing to deal with, and the fact that he, in only his third game, mind you, didn't really play much versus Florida State. Southern led us in tackles, you know, had a few rough snaps here and there, but this is only game number three, and he had and just playing the position, by the way. J just, just, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's last year he only had 35 tackles because, you know, he was playing so much running back. This guy is just learning all of this, and it's just how quickly he just processed a lot of things um, that were coming his way. Like the final Ojolari pressure late in the fourth quarter, um, he had a good rush over the right tackle. He had a good rush versus the left tackle. It, it was just an endless amount of things that this guy did well. So I know I know we joke about it, but you know, truth be told, I'll let the record know that this guy. We are very fortunate that we are witnessing somebody truly special, um, maybe a future Micah Parsons-level player. I, if he, I, I'll say what I said the first day I saw him at camp, and I told you. So <clears throat> I called you after the first day we saw him, and what did I tell you? Holy yeah. Harold Perkins! That's how we <laughs> opened the phone call. Okay. Yeah. And and we spent probably thirty minutes on on Perkins. Yeah. The sack when he was met by the running back in the hole gets off of him and sacks Will Rogers. Unreal. Then Unreal. dictated everything else in the game for them offensively when Cole Smith would slide out to him and he's 5, 10 yards down the field, which then freed up B.J. Ojolari on the other side. Savion Jones getting the sack. He's such a problem yeah. on what he's going to do when you can get B.J. Ojolari one-on-one and you have to worry about Perkins. That is what Matt House did perfectly. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. Jay Ward, the SEC Player of the Week defensively, yeah. he deserves it. Carter, they tackled well. They looked well in space. What was the biggest thing for you defensively outside of Harold Perkins from a schematic standpoint that you liked the most? Well, let's start with the macro here, Blake, right? So I, I know I use these terms all the time, macro and micro, right? There's little things, but then there's bigger things, right? So if you're the head coach of the football team, right? Your job is to make macro decisions, right? You, it's hard for Brian Kelly to do like the ins and outs of like play calling and all of that. Now, I will say this. 
if I'm not mistaken, um, correct me on this, Blake, if I'm wrong. Matt House was on the field for the game versus Florida State, correct? I believe that he was. I believe that right. he was, but then he went back up to the booth. And that was the difference, right? I really feel your coordinators being in the booth is better. Now, that's just my personal opinion. You are able to see the game better. It's not as hostile up there. Um, you can I, actually I like, breathe is the yes. truth. Yeah, and you, you have water. It's a completely different thing. We don't talk enough about, like, the differences. Now, Aranda is our best coordinator ever, but he was on the field. So it doesn't – he's up there. He's top five, right? So he was he was on the field, okay? So the, the thing is, Brian Kelly, whoever made that decision to put Matt House in the boot, that was obviously really good. Um, the one thing I thought Matt House did a really good job of was just obviously giving them different looks. Now, truth be told – I don't think Will Rogers actually played that bad of a game. His receivers did let him down, and their ball skills were really bad. And if I'm a Mississippi State fan, I'm screaming for Xavier Thomas to start getting some more touches, like actually on offense. Uh, but the, the receivers obviously dropped a lot of passes, okay? That helped. But the truth is, when there's a lot of chaos happening and you're giving them exotic looks, so the play you mentioned a minute ago, uh, we broke down all these plays. I did a two-hour film study on the game. You could see, you know, most of the defensive plays broken down. They did overload one side of the line of scrimmage and it got a free sack for Savian Jones, right? And Harold Perkins caused a, a protection breakdown, like you mentioned. Then what they did was they actually put B.J. Ojolari and Harold Perkins on the same side of the line of scrimmage. Did, and they allowed, it, was, it was Savion, Perkins, and Ojolari all on the same side. Yeah, and then later in the game, um, in, a, in a critical down in the red zone, they put B.J. in a three-tech as a defensive right. tackle. <laughs> and and he, he fired out of a two-point stance. And, Blake, you, you obviously you know played pretty much every position on the offensive line in your career at some point. You know how to play all the positions. When you're a left guard and you're, you're facing Wingo and Roy and everybody for a full game, and then – you're playing against putting a BJ Ojolari on top yeah. of me is the worst thing that can happen. Yes, as a guard, especially if you're going up against thicker guys and he's coming at you out of a two point, um, you're going to probably get beat. And that was a big play for us. And him and Perkins both, you know, hopefully got credit for a sack there. So it's just those little things. You just don't know which way things are coming. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. All right. There's three games of film on you now. Two and a half, technically. You don't really count Southern, right? So now Matt House has to adjust to the adjusters. And we now know that LSU's offense is flawed, right? It's going to get better. It's flawed. A lot of answers were, were a lot of questions were answered this past weekend. So you take a look at LSU's schedule. Obviously, you know, in a few weeks you play Auburn going to be a tricky matchup but really where you're going to need Matt House to be special is the Tennessees and the old misses some of the best play callers in the SEC are coming up and those guys know how to process this stuff better than any one of us possibly could so we're going to need Matt to obviously continue to be sharp and honestly you know Jay Ward deserved to get the game MVP but um, Matt House deserves the overall MVP because he really was special let me let me say this, Carter, to that point. When I'm watching film, <clears throat> and I'm not talking from a quarterback or receiver or running back, there's two main glaring things when I went back and watched it last night. 
Number one, when they're over when they're overloading your left side of the offensive line, excuse my language, but run the effing ball to where one defender on the off defensive line is. Exactly. Number one, that is so idiotic. If I was a quarterback, I don't give a shit what Mike Leach would have said. We're running it there. Okay? Bottom line. That's number one. They got away with it. Number two, though, I wrote this down in my handy dandy LSU black book. Oh. I Carter, they got they have been so multiple throughout the first three games, Southern just being your base defense. Nah, right. Carter, what are they gonna throw out this week? Or what are they gonna throw up against Auburn? They're so multiple. What do you do? The the yeah. only prayer that I think that you have at this point, from a schematic standpoint, is you just to run your game. Lane's yeah. gonna run his game. Uh, 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 Tennessee's going to run their game. So that doesn't really matter of what House is necessarily doing with the X's and O's. I agree with Uh, you on every – I mean, it's just the truth. Because, Carter, Lane Kiffin does not change his scheme because he's facing somebody else. He's going to do what he does. He's that arrogant. Right. So so is these high-level coordinators. We see them all the time. That is Tennessee. Carter, they were in the same place six times in a row from different formations. It worked every time. They're that cocky, okay? Let's see how they get there. I will say this. Me telling you a week ago today, LSU would rattle – after we lost to Florida State, LSU would rattle off their next four games and win them. I feel so much better now than I did last Monday because of this win. Now, let's get to the offensive side of the ball here. I got to be honest. So let's go to Jaden. Now, I had a long spill on it. He's got to hit wide open receivers in the end zone. It's the bottom line. There's no, oh, you, you can't, you know, you're, you're criticizing. I'm not criticizing a wide open receiver. I yeah, will tell right. you this. <clears throat> I do like, though, however, if he doesn't believe that it's there, even if it is, that he has the ability to get you positive yards. That's what changes you this year than what Max did last year and not running the football. Am I naive in believing that? No, everything you said was right to the point. You know, anything I said, anything I say is just going to be you reiterating what you just said. I will add one little thing here, okay? Um, So I, I did launch Power Hour SEC, and now I am watching more teams, okay? And what I will say is... When I watch more quarterbacks, we what we tend to do as LSU fans is we tend to just focus in just on our guys, right? And oh, oh God, what, so true. Yeah. So what what I saw just watching other quarterbacks play is a lot of them miss throws as well. And the one thing it's a is, Christmas fucking miracle. Do they really? Uh, 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 Who would have ever? Sorry for the language, but no. Continue. Yeah. Yeah, so was Jaden was Jaden objectively bad in the first half? Yes, yes, until the final two minute drive, he was objectively bad. Didn't love the play calling. Um, I, I I know I'm a big Dimbrock guy. Did not love the play calling early in the first half. The second half, they started doing some things that Arizona did versus Mississippi State that worked, which were just quick throws to the outside. That's where you beat Mississippi State. That's a good way to beat. The three three five. It spreads you out. It tires them out. Their 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 foot speed isn't that great, and that's what really got Malik in a rhythm. Um, we started hitting something that you harped on, Blake. 
started hitting some running backs out of the backfield. You know, the throw to the running back. It's a good one, one to start off the second half. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and a few to, to John on the outside. So you, you give LSU a lot of credit uh, for that. But as far as Jaden is concerned, yeah, you do need to hit. Um, and I know you referenced in the Malik throw um, that he threw to, to um, Kayshawn in, in heavy coverage. I will tell you this. I did have a conversation today with did him. It looked like he, it was, he was trying to throw it to Malik and he just got his hands in the way, didn't it? That and honestly. Mm-hmm. Jaden was throwing that bitch to Malik. I'm almost convinced. Carter, I'm almost convinced he was throwing that to Malik in the end zone. Yeah, and I'll add one more thing as well. I had not one but two people I respect. One's a film analyst named Max Toscano who's really good, and then another who is um, an offensive coordinator who I'll leave anonymous, right? And I I brought up— We all know he works in the NFL and is one of the best highest-paid coordinators (laughs) ever. Continue. I mean, you you got to pump up the magic. You got to pump up who you're talking to. I I will say for the the sake of his job, right? You're talking to an NFL OC who scores 45 points a game. Just continue. No. What I will will say with what he told me today, and I I talked to Max about this as well, is the toughest throw that college quarterbacks make— are dig routes over the middle. It's, it's, it's a, it's, and, and so I had, you know, the OC explain it to me and he said, well, there's a lot of different factors when you throw a dig over the middle and just throwing over the middle in general that, you know, there's the traffic of offensive alignment being right in your face, especially a dig route versus zone. Um, you're, you're having to anticipate that window opening up and, Look, Anthony Richardson made a really bad interception this past weekend on a dig route over the middle when he threw on his off foot late, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is the issue, and it's exactly what you were talking about a minute ago with Jaden, is he can run out of trouble, right? It is not a zero-sum game, right? Whenever he misses throws, a lot of things begin to open up, okay? So the two-minute drive at the end of the game, okay? Or at the end of the first, first half. First half, right. All right. So what he should have done, it, it, he was looking towards the boundary. He should have thrown to Mason, you know, on a little out route. He didn't throw it. Then two dig routes opened themselves up over the middle. He didn't throw either one of those. So those are misses that, you know, you would like to see him eventually make. But he was able to scramble for, you know, a big chunk of yards and we scored on the next play to Dre, right? And the benefit of that is what if you throw the ball and it gets tipped or the receiver drops it? Um, I saw a lot of interceptions over the middle this past weekend in the SEC that were drops that deflected into interceptions. Bryce Young had two of them. And honestly, to me, the, the most consistent quarterback in the SEC, not named Stetson Bennett up to this point, is K.J. Jefferson. His first interception was just a simple little mesh crosser over the middle, and it hit the receiver right in his hands, and it was a pick. Okay? Mm-hmm. So when Jaden runs, it's he, he doesn't fumble, and he also doesn't throw. Obviously, it doesn't end up being an interception. Now, at some point— you, you have you have to start hitting. You you have to start making some of those throws. And honestly, the way Brian Kelly answered it, I believe it was uh, someone asked him that today. I don't I don't remember who it was. Well, yeah, Matt Muscona asked him. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So um, and and 
and, and it was a really good question. Shout out to Matt. It was a really good question about the great question one, because it's the yeah. question everybody wants to hear him say. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, the way BK answered it is the right way. You don't want to force someone who has been a tuck and runner for four years to try and turn him into Tom Brady either. It is a balance. You can't just go to someone who is who he is and tell him, look, I want you to fully process the defense every single time and throw the football. Now, in this game, it did get it, it did get very extreme that he needed to start ripping it. Especially so, in the first half. Especially in the first half. At some point, they're, they're, you're going to have to start making those plays. you got to make those plays to beat Tennessee in three weeks. you got to make those plays to beat Bama after that. And I'm going to tell you the truth that nobody wants to hear. A&M is horribly horrible offensively. They They're just bad. are. I can't say that about them defensively, Carter. <laughs> that, uh, dude, yeah, they are so freaking good on defense. To where if you don't make those throws, Carter, I hate to say it, you're going to get beat. The issue is, is where's the fine line? Because if he's throwing the ball to Kayshawn Booty on a 50-50 ball and it's dropped in the end zone like it was at Florida State versus him picking up 15, hold on, I got it right here, 15 yards, 16 yards, and 13 yards and you're in field goal range, Carter, I got to be honest, I'm going to take the positive yardage. I'm always going to take first downs. And especially, and here's the biggest thing, when he's getting out of bounds. Okay? Now, here's here's another thing, too. I don't believe, and this might be an issue he has, but it got better in the second half. And I want your take on this. Everybody keeps saying, run tempo, run tempo, run tempo. Well, it's not the tempo, in my opinion, that's necessarily always working. It's the short intermediate stuff that they're getting the ball out of his hands that's making yeah. them win. You had a bubbles, you had the so this was the drive that they went up 17 to 16. This is the current plays as I'm reading them right now. Amari yeah, Goodwin in the flat, first down. John Emery in the flat, six yards. Uh Malik Neighbors, bubble screen, 12 yards, first down. Okay, then you go to Kayshawn Booty on a small hitch. You're in the red zone. Oh, by the way, they do a little motion touchdown LSU takes over so my point is it's not the tempo that's necessarily working it's the play calling that's helping Jaden one raid and look he has and when he's doing that I took we I saw the thing with pro I think it's pro football focus he is hitting 87 percent of his passes when receivers are running eight yards or less Carter that's not just good that is what you call elite yeah so I ask you this do you agree with me that it's not the, necessarily all the tempo, but just a quicker game that's helping LSU succeed? Bingo. Everything you said was right on the money. And look, I know it normally doesn't go like that. That's two in a row. I agree with you. What I will say is this, okay? I think Mike is running too much of the Desmond Ritter offense. And that is right? confusing Jaden. Yeah, I, I would just – I would simplify some stuff. Um, you know, once safety start really biting in to prevent zone read, get the RPO game going, um, I, I think there's a lot of different things that Mike's going to do. Overall, I, I thought Mike's second half was just phenomenal. It you was know, cl- Carter, it was flawless. 
Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that some of that goes to Brian Kelly as well, making the adjustments. Now, two more things. Obviously, the special teams, I know you're going to talk about that the rest of the week. But to me, honestly, you know, the micro stuff, we will forget about the Mississippi State win, right? This doesn't, this, we're going to forget about this in the grand scheme of the Brian Kelly. It was a clunky game, two major macro things. I, I know you're friends with Brandon Taylor. I'm really happy the 2011 team got that moment. I'm really happy that everyone got to see them together because obviously unfair as life as can be, everyone only has a sour memory of those guys, right? And it's so unfair. It, it's, it's very so unfair. unfair. It, it's honestly the saddest thing in the history of LSU football. I really do mean it. It's no, the saddest I agree. thing. Because every time they walk in the building, they have to think about, oh, our our, our year could have been up on there. And, you know, Brandon you know, told us on the show that he can't look at the pictures inside of uh, football ops. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It, I, that does not shock me. And that's consistent with what I hear a lot from those guys. It's hard. It, it's very hard. Um you know, it was a very ugly moment in LSU football history. It honestly was. It was one of the lowest moments. And the fact that those guys got to do the chant. And, yeah, the big uh, – Odell wasn't there. Tyron wasn't there. Odell might have been there. I don't know. But I know Tyron wasn't there. Um, and, and and a few of the other big stars on that team. Still, I'm really glad that those guys got that moment. And we deserve to give them credit for what they did. Now, the second big macro thing from this game offensively – um is 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 emory jones um and this is this is how i view life right um i knew if i was doing a show and i and i wasn't feeling well and i needed a last second guess i know i could text you in a minute and say hey blake jump on the show if you can give me 10 15 minutes and you'd be able to do it we've done that we've done that yeah yeah we've done that (laughs) yeah so 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 i know you don't have to have a topic you can just jump on right whether it be here radio in south carolina those are how I like my football players, right? I don't like, and obviously development is key and all of that, but the truly special football players don't need to have their hand held when they are called upon to save us. And that is what Emory Jones did. This was a guy who came in as a later enrollee. This was a guy who had mostly been playing offensive guard in practice. So we have injuries. We have other guys that you know aren't quite there. And what does this guy do versus a complex 3-3-5 defense? Everybody's injured. You know, obviously, you 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 knew. I mean, on, on your message board, you said Bradford wasn't playing. You know, and 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 you. Oh, and I talked- Blake said it six days before it happened. No one listened. Who who yeah, would have well, ever hey, thought? Dude, you yeah. break news, man. I give you credit. So, I, I they don't listen to I, me, Carter. They think I'm an idiot. They don't. They don't. Huh? <laughs> I, I wanted them to start Emory. I did. I, I wanted them to start Emory Jones. Over like um, a Xavier Hill or somebody else yeah. is what you're And, and I, I, I believe I shared that with you. I'm like, we just got to play him. He's the most talented guy. Yeah, we now, had the conversation we'll, at what Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 look, I, I, I was I was a little bit higher on market than him. I, I had a higher grade on him than, than Will Campbell. And Will's, Will's grade for me was really high, full things, uh, all things considered. Emory played amazing. Unbelievable. Outside honestly. of the one sack that was a mental mistake, he played yeah. flawless. He, 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 and that's what I love out of football players, right? Normally, you can see if somebody is truly special. It didn't take much for us to see Harold Perkins is great. The same thing is true here, all right? And I understand that it's great that we saw him play well, but it wasn't the fact that he played well, it was the situation, right? 
I, it was a leap of faith, but he came through when we really freaking needed him the most. Now, I don't know if Henry Jones is watching this. He might be, but he did follow me on Instagram today, and I kind of fanboyed out a little bit. Okay, okay. It wasn't like a fanboy in that. Um, like, I've never talked to him. I don't know him. I, 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 I know him with the Catholic High. I know he's a great kid. I know he's great at basketball and all those different things. But I, I was just really, really high on him. He was my number one player in Louisiana in this last cycle, and um, and he, he 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 delivered for us. And you give that young man a lot of credit in a very difficult moment, playing like a mother freaking tiger when we needed him. And God, that was good. That was good. And and the celebrations of him and Will in the end zone are just so cool to see. And. You got to have bookend tackles and win a title, baby. So those are two big championship pieces with Tyree and and that Zalance guy coming along the way. So really excited about that. <laughs> Excuse me, Carter. <laughs> Last thing for you, and we'll get you out of here. Yeah. Um. I don't want to overreact, but I don't want to underreact. When you watched that game and you got into the fourth quarter, you, well, let me tell you what I was thinking. I want to get your thoughts. Uh, because, number one, I will give you credit. You called this a lot because of the stat that you put out last week about going on the road, back-to-back weeks, getting power five yeah. opponents. I will That will live in infamy in my brain. Let, <laughs> let me say this, though. I thought in the fourth quarter when Goodwin broke the run, and while he's running to the end zone, my, my swear to God my thought was – this is why you pay Brian Kelly $90 million. Because I fully believe in my heart that Ed Orgeron would have lost that game. It's just my God's, on, God's no, honest 100, opinion. 100,000%. Okay. 100,000%. You're, you're not wrong about that. Because it it is true. And I appreciate you giving me credit for that stat. Cool. Well, but, Carter, I, I literally went and looked at every team that's on back-to-back road games and bet against them this week and won. I didn't put it on the board as my top four, but I literally won $112. So I owe you a fat steak from Ruth Chris when you come to Baton Rouge. Well, well last time we got Tatino's Pizza, baby, so I'm glad we're moving I would on. rather t- t- yeah. the, the pizza, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather the pizza. Here's, here's what I will say. It did take some adjustments. Now... That was a micro adjustment. Obviously, quicker passes. Let Matt continue to do what he's doing. The big thing now, and the elephant in the room, is fixing the special teams. It's got to get fixed. There's a lot that needs to get broken down, right? Um, there's a lot that needs to get not necessarily gutted. Now, first, thing, I will say this. I am severely biased towards this player. Um, because Jack Bash. Not Jack. Um but Slade Roy, I'm a big Slade Roy fan. He did he 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 was on our channel. So full disclosure, I'm gonna be a Slade fanboy. Okay, big <laughs> fan of Slade Roy. He did do something very interesting. He did step in front of the punt returner right before he caught it. He did, and that forced a fumble. And I haven't gotten to talk to. I've talked to him some after the game. I haven't gotten a chance to ask him. It kind of looked like he yelled. Um, if you look at him really closely, he will be on with producer Zach on Tigers Avenue at eight thirty. Oh, good. Cool. Uh-huh. So what what I will say is he he did a lot of things in that in that moment to recover the fumble and all that. But everything else does need to get cleaned up there. And that's going to be the next thing for Brian Kelly. Right. And we'll see because, you know, 
the kickoff return what was concerning there at the end when their offense wasn't doing anything right you it, it, maybe you should just if we don't get that fixed you you just got to sky kick it and make them start from the 30 if our defense is playing well or just give them the 35 yard line start and and let us seal it defensively so there's a lot that you know still needs to get fixed mississippi state did a lot to lose that game but ultimately you survive in advance you win that game and you know you you move on now to new mexico and then you move on to uh, a, a struggling Auburn team that knows their coach is probably going to get fired. So if you're an LSU football fan, you're, you, you're going to get to rack up some wins, hopefully over the next few weeks. And, you know, you, you get some confidence going and, and we'll see what happens. You go four and one in that Tennessee game. And if that game's a night, watch out, baby. Watch out. The fighting Hendon hookers. Better watch. He's out, due. Man. By the way, he's due. I'm calling this week. He's throwing a pick. He's due. Probably, probably. Huh? He's thrown huh? over 500, 500 attempts without a pick. He's due. <laughs> you, what, you like Tennessee over Florida this weekend? Oh, I think they're going to clap Gator Cheeks all up and down the field. Oh. Actually, Ooh. I'm taking Tennessee on the money line. And I don't know if I'm going to take the points yet, but I'm taking Tennessee. I don't – Carter, what, how crazy is this, Ed? And we'll let you out of here. How crazy is it that Anthony Richardson start more games this year than he has passing touchdowns? Three. <laughs> I love that stat. Um, someone asked me about the hat. I think it was Jay. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I got it right here. Hold on. Uh, let me shoot, see if I can find the uh, comment. Shoot, just shoot me a message at Power Hour LSU. Uh, uh, a viewer uh, actually made this for, for me. A PHL viewer. Shout out to Ed. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I might order a bunch and, and sell them. Uh, so I appreciate you, Jay. Just shoot me a follow at power hour LSU and I'll get you fixed. So let me get your opinion here, Blake, uh, Texas A&M or Arkansas. How you, how you like it, man? You're starting to do more general SEC stuff as well. Yeah. We just started general SEC. Um, can you ask me Thursday? Yeah. 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 I mean, I know you want to watch rewatch Max's. 17 point output um, it's not it's not their offense carter that i'm i'm interested in brother i think their defense is just so brother they're knocking dudes dicks in the dirt that's just the bottom line okay they are knocking hey do you remember the song carter when we played football head busses be some head busses knock a dude's head off be a head busser that's a&m's defense if you come across the middle Hey, you know why Miami uh, lost? Uh, because uh, the first two slants that they ran, they got their teeth kicked in. And they didn't do it again. They were scared the whole rest of the game. I'm t Look, I think Arkansas is going to win. But I just feel like it's going to be so much closer than people are giving A&M credit for. And here's okay. the crazy thing, Carter. A&M's a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing. You want AM to win this game. Because why, why is that? Be, because you want them to have a better chance of being eight and three when they come to Tiger Stadium because you know that's a guaranteed loss for the Texas eight and four, baby. That's it. <laughs> they will be eight and four every year under Jimbo Fisher. I know it. It's a fact. So uh so yeah. Well Blake, thank I'm you not, so much. I'm not going there. Uh let me ask you, what do you think of Tennessee, Florida? 
I, I think Tennessee will win. I, I'm obviously you got them pick winning the East. I, I I'm I'm going to stick with it. It's obviously probably not going to happen with Bennett playing as well as he did. I will say Bennett was my pick to win the Heisman before the year, um, and I I said he was my best bet. But I will also say that uh, I like Tennessee in this matchup simply because they do go really fast. And um, Florida and doesn't have the dudes, man. Right now they don't. I I think Billy I think Billy will do fine there um, eventually. But I do think Tennessee's defense they struggle when they're not blitzing. So we'll see uh, how that actually sets up. Look like at this. That producer Tebow Zach said A and M. He's got, he's rolling with A and M. Carter, why do you think that A and M's a favorite here? I don't know. Um, the I only thing don't. I see is defensively, dude. They're just so good, Carter. Right. I think the big thing right now is Arkansas secondary is playing really poorly. Did you see the they, crazy stat that they're the worst secondary in all of college football, FCS, and Division Three? They're bad. Um, are, let me ask you this. Hold on. Let me ask no, you no, this. Let me ask you this. Are they bad or are they just purposely giving up yards because of the defense that they're playing? Because they're, they're, I, every time I watch them, they're dropping eight dudes and everybody's just dinking and ducking. I, I just think they're bad. I do. Okay. Like, I, okay. Think, I, I, I do think Odom has kind of gotten figured out as well, though, with the, the, the three safety look. Um, but look, they got Luke Sanders, and he's been, you know, arguably the best linebacker in the SEC up to this point. Best, I, por best portal non-quarterback. Do you agree with that? Best player non-portal quarterback. Yeah, up to this point, yeah. But what what I will say as well is, once again, you know, I, I some stats aren't predictive, right? Like the back-to-back -back road game thing, but will tell you a lot, right? It's mm -hmm. not a guarantee though that that's going to happen. One stat is Jimbo's offenses are so much worse when they are not in Kyle Field. Um, when they played Arkansas in these neutral side games, his offense never works. Even when they played them during the Chad Morris years, he couldn't move the football. Um, so because of that, you know, I like the under. I, I Max Johnson in a big spot. He can come through for you. I mean, he did last week. He, he didn't. He didn't make stupid mistakes. And uh, I. I I am gonna roll Arkansas though. Let's uh, let's go with the let's go with the Hogs. Let's do it. Give me the salute, bro. Carter, the power, Bryant. See you next Monday, buddy. Have a good See day. I know Cheers, you. Was man. All right, later, bud. All right, that's Carter, the power, Bryant. Always on Mondays. Always fantastic. Let's do this. Let's get to our last break, and then we'll start closing out. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. We return in forty-five seconds to close it out. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with the great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements.
I wanted to I wanted to spend more time on the Saints. So you know what? We're gonna table that for tomorrow. Bottom line is this. You can't have five turnovers and and win a game. I don't want to hear about Mike Evans pushing and fighting Marshawn Lattimore. I don't want to hear about the referees. I don't really want to hear excuses because the truth is, and all of you need to hear this, excuses are like buttholes. Everyone's got one. No pause. The bottom line comes down to the very end of it. When you fumble the football in the red zone, Mark Ingram, that's when you start losing. If Jameis is hurt and he's got four broken vertebrae in his back, with all due respect to Jameis, the best thing that you can do is to not play. And I know, and look, I did the the, the Believe in Saints podcast with, T, uh, with Terrence Copper for a while, and I said it on there, and I'll say it here. I'm not sold on Dennis Allen. When you allow coaches to stay, when a new head coach is in there, because it keeps the culture alive, instead of throwing the absolute bank, you could have thrown an entire Hancock Whitney bank at Eric Bieniemy, and these issues might be resolved. I don't trust Pete Carmichael. Why don't you want Eric Bieniemy? You're a damn fool. I want to keep the culture. Well, you better figure some shit out very quickly. You better figure shit out really quickly. Who was talking about uh, Jay Jefferson? Jay Everett says, hashtag ask Blake, Jane Daniels looks like Jordan Jefferson 2.0 right now. No, he does not. No, he does not. Um, and Pooh Bear said he won, beat Bama three times and got you to a natty. That's very true. At least I think it's Pooh. I don't know. <laughs> we got so many producers I have no idea who writes these things anymore. Um, but he says they better fix this under the SEC play. Dude, you just played in the SEC. With all due respect to Jay, Je- uh, Jay Jefferson, I don't mean this in any disrespect. He can't hold Jane Daniels' jockstrap when it comes to accuracy. You want the ungodly truth? You want to come in here and get the truth. The truth is Jay Jets. I keep calling him Jay Jets. Jay Jefferson was not accurate. And his brothers probably got 72 catches already tonight for 562 yards. Anyway. Jay Jets. Guys, Jane Daniels is not worse than Jefferson. Stop it. Like we had some Rudy Poo in the comments some night saying, Gary Nussmeyer needs to start over Jaden after what we saw at Southern. Either you're trolling or you're just dumb. Stop. All right, let's get out of here. Guys, we'll see y'all again tomorrow. Zach and his brother, Reagan, along with LSU long snapper Slade Roy, 830. Uh, Y'all go check it out. Until then, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.